Alright, wall fans, common censors, welcome to episode 60 of Go Tell Us on the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. We are going live tonight on Facebook, probably the last live feed on Facebook. We're still trying to sort all of that stuff out, but that doesn't matter to you. If you're only listening to the audio, you can pretty much just fast forward the next couple seconds. <laughs> really just a couple seconds, not minutes, seconds, wall fans, common censors. Uh, let's get into it. Episode 60, I guess it's a banner episode. Uh, I say that like every time we hit, you know, episode 20. 30, 40, 50, 60. Uh, interestingly enough, this is the 40th uh, official full episode we have had a live feed for. Uh, hi, Bridget. Bridget is officially on. Uh, so we've had 40 of these. We've actually had more than 40 live feeds. It's so hard to keep track. I'm like, banner episode, and I'm like, oh, wait, no. We're actually well past, not well past, but we're a few episodes past 60, uh, just because we, we did episode zero, and then we've had some specials along the way. Uh, however, as far as the official counting of the episodes, we are at episode 60, so let's get into it with some social plugs. Social plugs, that's right. You can follow us on Twitter. We do the tweeting, the Twittering of stuff, things, common sense. Uh, do so at Tell the Wall Pod, at Tell the Wall Pod. Uh, you can also follow my own personal Twitter account at Magic Muppet. That's right, at Magic Muppet. Just follow both of them. You know you follow a bunch of idiots on Twitter anyway. Just come on. Give us a little follow there. Show us some love. And of course, we have our YouTube page. YouTube page. Uh, just go on YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall. You don't need that podcast word in there because it's the Go Tell to the Wall channel. Uh, and of course, most importantly of everything is SeanO'RourkeLive.com. SeanO'RourkeLive.com. Getting ready to launch the blog portion of that website uh, just any day now. I've, I've got the content and I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm a little, I don't know, yeah, eh, eh, I'm a little holding up on, I don't know. We're going to get the blog stuff up there. Should be interesting for a lot of people. We're going to focus on a lot of stuff. already have. It's, stuff's written. It's just got to actually be launched. Uh, so head on over to SeanRourkeLive.com. That's where you're going to get all of the information that you need, all of the common sense that you need between episodes of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. That's right. Uh, and like I mentioned, we're still on Facebook right now. We're still doing the live feed on Facebook. We are going to be moving it to YouTube uh, soon here. I was hoping to do that after this episode. I did get some feedback from some fans that actually really prefer to consume it on Facebook. Uh, so I'm working on that. Stay tuned for updates. Uh, again, if you only listen to the audio, this doesn't matter. You you know, if you subscribe on uh, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all those good things. Uh, then then it, it doesn't matter to you. But we do do the live feed. If you want to come and join in, uh, and especially because I have a little announcement that I I, didn't, I wasn't even sure I was going to announce it, but I'm going to announce it shortly here. So live feed-wise, oh, we got some exciting stuff. All right, another thing to mention, not really on the social front, but just in general, is don't forget we have the Indiegogo campaign running right now. We're doing a big push there. We had a big, like, jump in contributions about a week ago or so and it's just kind of been satin satin satting satting new go tell to wall podcast but no it's just been sitting with not a lot of action uh this week so please please head on over to the indiegogo campaign page uh you can find that on facebook on twitter on all the things uh if bridget has it in front of her she'll share it on the live feed but it was shared on the last live feed as well so please give us like give a dollar share it get yourself a nice little go tell to the wall sticker these are high high quality stickers you can put them on your car your laptop anywhere you want to put them on your kid don't put them on your kid that's not good uh, i mean maybe if it's on their shirt that's okay uh but i want i want to give away more of these I'm, i've got them i'm showing them on the live feed again Literally, I've literally only given away one of our brand new awesome stickers. There are, of course, more of them given away. They just actually haven't actually physically been given away because we have a lot of uh, wall fans, common sensors, and and contributors to the Indiegogo campaign that are going to get their stickers soon. But please, please, please help us out on the Indiegogo campaign. We got some big stuff coming as long as we can hit that goal. So help us out. And there is Bridget. If you're on the live feed sharing the Indiegogo campaign, thank you very much, Bridget. Uh, I put her on the spot with that one. <laughs> with episode 59, I, like we, I prepped and I was like, Bridget, I'm, you know. So uh, thank you for sharing that just on the fly because uh, I did not give any kind of warning for that before we before I came into the studio tonight. 
Uh, all right, beer this week. I, I've been trying to get this out of the way at the top of the show, not because I'm trying to get out of the way, but just because sometimes I forget to mention it until like the end of the show. Beer this week is a tasty little brew from New Belgium, Voodoo Ranger. New Belgium is the brewery, and I think they like to use this Voodoo Ranger as kind of one of their sub tags on it because uh, and, and, they've had some other Voodoo Ranger stuff. But this one is a Voodoo Ranger Juicy Haze IPA. That's right, Juicy Haze IPA because all the kids are loving the hazy, juicy IPAs that are popping around right now. So, of course, we had to get one of the newer ones from New Belgium here on Go Tell to Wall Podcast. And, of course, New Belgium is one of, I believe they're still one of, ah, maybe they're not officially, uh, oh, man. I don't know. They might still be officially independent they used to be but i don't know i do like their logo they have the cool little bicycle logo there it's it's for bike for cyclists beer for cyclists that's right they make that fat tire as well everyone loves that fat tire Mm. all right here we go all right one more thing uh i have a couple things i'm gonna push this I'm going to push this to the end. I just want to talk about a little bit of something, but I'm going to get into some social uh, some social first here. That's that's important. Uh, but I do have one thing I want to talk about because and, and that, let me just let me just give everyone a little heads up here. I haven't slept for like 2 days. <laughs> I just I haven't. Uh, this is, is partly due to my, my OCD, my obsessive compulsive disorder and some other things that are happening within my life, but I haven't slept for two days. And then of course I came in to prep the show and had a couple beers. Uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit about what, what's going on with that, uh, because we got to spread a little common sense as far as, as far as that goes. Uh, but let's get into some social first, uh, social. Well, today, 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 if you're listening to this after I posted it yesterday, <laughs> but today, if you're on the live feed, is actually hashtag National Bourbon Day. That's right. It is National Bourbon Day here in the United States of America. I don't know who officially made it National Bourbon Day, but I'm not going to argue with them because bourbon is very tasty. That's right. Bourbon is very tasty. And I thought about having uh, bourbon for the episode tonight, for episode 60. However, we do have a certain threshold to hit. Before we are going to do an official Go Tell to the Wall podcast whiskey episode. And when we do, when we do do, I think it's the second time I said do do. <laughs> when we do the official Go Tell to the Wall podcast whiskey episode, uh, it's going to feature Bridget in <laughs> in studio. And I'm looking at her commenting on the live feed right now. Uh, she's possibly enjoying a bourbon right now or a whiskey uh, but we'll get into the bourbon and the whiskey when when we hit that threshold because we're going to have a couple common sensors in the studio that have have requested a special whiskey episode most importantly being Bridget uh, who is our on-air producer so so we didn't do the bourbon today but it is National Bourbon Day so I encourage you uh, to enjoy a nice little bourbon. Pour yourself a bourbon. Enjoy it. If you don't like bourbon, enjoy a different spirit. It's fine. You don't have to have bourbon because it's National Bourbon Day. However, this is my podcast. I'm talking to a wall. And since I like bourbon, I'm going to talk about National Bourbon Day. That's right. And I really don't have much to say about National Bourbon Day except that it is today. And I do want to share with you my absolute favorite bourbon. Interestingly enough, does not come from Kentucky. Bourbon, if you're not aware, was actually... Founded? Founded? Started. Not founded, but it started in Kentucky. There's uh, Bourbon County, I believe it is. That's where bourbon originated. However, there are other parts of the country that produce bourbon. Specifically, there is a, a distillery called Hudson, and they are out of New York, and they make a tasty, tasty, tasty bourbon called Baby Bourbon, and that is my absolute 100% favorite bourbon and in fact on the live feed you can't see behind me but i've got a decanter filled with it sitting on my shelf in the studio right now i keep it away from all of my other friends Uh, a couple of my friends know where to find the good stuff i'm not saying i don't have other good stuff it's just the extra good stuff to me because it's my absolute favorite so if you're a bourbon drinker and you haven't had hudson baby bourbon oh my gosh pick up a bottle of it it's a little pricier than like i don't even want to say your cheaper bourbons it's 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 a little pricier than your mid-level bourbons but it is Super tasty, super sippable. I, I like mine on ice. That's just the way it is. Uh, you know, not not a lot of rocks, but a little bit of rocks. And however you like it, it's going to be super tasty, super sippable. Uh, and if you have your own favorite bourbon, enjoy that one today. Enjoy it tomorrow. Enjoy it the next day. Whatever. Do you. Enjoy some bourbon. Uh, but, of course, definitely enjoy it on National Bourbon Day. Hashtag National Bourbon Day. 
because in the United States of America, we cannot do anything, anything without making a hashtag out of it. We, like, we've all realized that, right? If it doesn't have a hashtag, it doesn't actually exist. That's why we have hashtag common sense, because Go Tell It's Wall podcast exists. And hashtag have passion. I've been slacking on the have passion hashtag. I don't know why. There's no good reason I have. I've been slacking on it, but we'll get back to it. Uh, Bridget, please remind me because I'm skipping it just to get through the social section, but please remind me I got to get back to why I haven't slept for the past two days. And I, I'm, I'm 100% certain you know what that is. It has to do with some social media happenings that were happening this week. So please, please remind me uh, if I get through movies and TV and have not gotten to it yet, please, please remind me. I just want to get some, through some social first. All right, another cool social media trend that's happening right now is hashtag things never said in Indiana Jones. Things never said in Indiana Jones. That's right. If you're not familiar with the Indiana Jones movies, I am not going to sit here and give you a synopsis for them. It's Harrison Ford. He He's an archaeologist, but you don't even really realize he's an archaeologist because he's really just out fighting Nazis uh, for, well, two movies, two of the three movies. Anyway, uh, but... I found this one amusing. People got a little too in-depth with it, but I want to share a couple of them with you and encourage you to go ahead and search this one out, especially if you're a big Indiana Jones fan. Um, I enjoy Indiana Jones personally. I don't love Indiana Jones. I simply make a certain association with it because I happen to see uh, happen to see the third one, Last Crusade, uh, multiple times with someone that I, I just... I, they're no longer around, and I, you know, if, if you've been a long-time listener, you can probably kind of figure out who that exact person is. I've talked about them on the podcast, very open about my own personal life. Um, this goes back to the 80s, <laughs> even when I was a kid, uh, but I just, it's hard for me to really latch on to Indiana Jones as much as I do enjoy Harrison Ford and, and the franchise overall. Uh, but let me share a couple of these with you. Uh, so, hashtag things never said in Indiana Jones. This one I found amusing. Just keep in mind, Indiana Jones is supposed to be is an archaeologist. Archaeologist. Uh, so, hashtag things never said in Indiana Jones. Don't touch anything. We need to take full notes on the entire structure and record the position of every object before we consider removing any artifacts. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you're not familiar with Indiana Jones, it, like he just runs around and he's doing like you're like whoa. Man, man, man. It's not like a archaeologist that you see digging up dinosaur bones and, and anything the likes of that. They're just, it's, yeah, like I said, lots of adventure, lots of snakes, lots of guns. Indiana Jones carries a whip. Uh, <laughs> I want to share this last one and then we'll move on. Uh, hashtag things never said in Indiana Jones. I'd love to go find another ancient artifact, but I need to get these article revisions in as part of my tenure package. I have a bunch of papers to grade and need to go to a university committee meeting. That's why I laugh, because Indiana Jones is an archaeologist, or is, was in the movies, is, whatever, uh, but he, you don't see him doing a lot of kind of those, those things. He, you know, he, is, he is a teacher at one point, but really I think that's more of an excuse to put Harrison Ford in some glasses and, and make all of the, the females, or males, swoon. I didn't mean it only had to be females, uh, the people that would find him extremely attractive to swoon because they did do that once or twice in the Indiana Jones movies. All right, moving along. Uh, Chris, this one is for you. I'm glad you have joined at this point. Really, it's for everybody, but Chris is a big Marvel fan, our, our stats and information person. Uh, and that would be hashtag Marvel Universe Songs. That's right. Hashtag Marvel Universe Songs. And I got to tell you, I started laughing out loud. I love when I'm looking at these hashtags or something else, like an article or whatever. And I start if I start laughing out loud, that's how I know. Like, that's got to go on the podcast. It's going on the podcast. It's just got to go there, going on the podcast. And this was one of those. Uh, so I'm going to share this with you. Hashtag Marvel Universe songs. T'Challa Bat Girl. T'Challa Bat Girl. Not a good song. Fantastic use of the hashtag. If you're not sure, not familiar with T'Challa, T'Challa. I might be saying that wrong. I haven't really seen the Black Panther movie yet, but I am familiar with the character. And, of course, no hashtag involving songs is complete without being Rickrolled. That's right. Hashtag Marvel Universe songs. Nebula gonna give you up. Nebula gonna give you up. Nebula is a character from, uh, oh my gosh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I almost had to go to Chris on that one. I've seen the damn movie, Guardians of the Galaxy. Nebula gonna give you up. Hashtag 
Marvel Universe songs. And of course, somebody, I mean, this is the most obvious one. Stand by me. Stan, not stand. Stand by me. Hashtag Marvel Universe songs. That's right. Stand by me. Stanley, unfortunately, dealing with a lot of uh, ridiculousness right now. Oh, man. All right, I want to get serious on social for a second here. Uh, and the reason I put this under social is it got it caught fire because of social media. It caught fire because of social media. And that would be, so uh, let me break this down a little bit. So there is a couple, a couple that have, that have a YouTube channel called Just Eat Life. It's a cooking YouTube channel. Uh, and apparently they've been together for nine years. Nine years they were together, just recently got engaged. And of course, with them being higher level influencers, uh, with this Just Eat Life channel, uh, they posted photos and everything of, of themselves right after they got engaged. Uh, and the woman, uh, I'm looking at her name, her name is Jen, uh, actually was showing off the ring in a couple of the Instagram posts that they had done. Now, if you look closely at the ring, it's a rather small engagement ring in the grand scheme of engagement rings. We've all seen, uh, like, like what's uh, Kim Kardashian's, like, didn't she have a huge one at one point? Like, we've seen these engagement rings. People like to show them off. And even, I'm not even talking, like, stars and influencers and stuff. People just love to show off the engagement rings. And there's nothing wrong with that. However, what happened was, after they shared these photos, people kind of got on them about it. And had, it wasn't just congratulatory comments on these photos and on everything else. Hey, Caleb. Uh, Caleb, I'm glad you're here because uh, we're going to get a little serious here and I think you'll appreciate it, but we're going to do that after social. Uh, so, of course, instead of just giving congratulatory messages, uh, people wrote things like, congrats, where's the ring? Another person said, very happy, except that's the smallest ring I've ever seen. Uh, and then there's other ones. Uh, I'm not even going to get into those, but basically people got on them about the size of the engagement ring giving them a hard time about the size of the engagement ring. Now, if you go to read into the article, uh, we find out that she likes minimalist jewelry. So this is a small gold band with a pearl instead of a diamond because she is a chef and she wants to have a minimalist ring. So that's an explanation for it. However, what gets me about this, you don't need an explanation. You do you. Both of you do you. You like the engagement ring? That's great. You're in love? That's fantastic. Who cares? Why is it anyone's business that she has a small engagement ring? You should just be happy for people that they have gotten engaged. And you know what? I don't know what their financial situation is, but not everyone in this country and the world can afford to buy a gigantic diamond for their soon-to-be fiancé. And should we give them a hard time for that? No. No. I, I don't care if it was a rubber band that he gave her and she's showing it off. Congratulations is all you should be saying. Who cares. It doesn't matter the size of the ring. They've been together for nine years. They work together. I think they're going to be just fine. Oh, common sense says we don't care about the size of people's engagement rings. We just don't. We just don't. I feel like I had another... Yeah, just find something better to do. I thought I had more social, but I think I dropped that into something else. Alright, before I get into this, before I get into this, I want to talk a little bit about, I wanted to lighten the mood a little bit, and I'm going to keep it as light as possible here. I'm not going to go full rant as much as I can. We'll see how that works. Uh, but the reason I haven't slept for two days, got into a little bit on social media this week, and I've, been, I've talked about it on the podcast. I've been cleaning up my Facebook friends, not because I'm better than everybody, not because you need, you know, I need to see awesome content from you, but simply because for me, what Facebook has become and what I feel like it should be and whatever it is to you, that's your prerogative is it should be friend book. It should be friend book. I don't want to go on Facebook and debate with people. You know, I don't want to go on Facebook and, and see a bunch of ads. I want to go on there and see pictures from my close friends and relatives, you know, people that I actually know well, people that I actually speak with, interact with, even if I'm just interacting with them on a social platform, you know, but actual friends, not just random people, not just random people. And that's what I've been doing. Uh, and of course, I go to find out the other day that a friend I had was posting events pertaining to the NRA, the National Rifle Association. Uh, now, I'm not trying to stir up a hornet's nest again because I already did that this week. I already did that this week. 
But we've talked about it on the podcast. This is not news to anybody that listens to the podcast. I firmly believe that the NRA is a terrorist organization, and I stand by that. If you look at the videos they put out, as far as I'm concerned, they are a terrorist organization. Okay? Now, there is a disconnect here with people changing narratives. Changing narratives. It's similar to the, uh, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just, I'm blanking, blanking on it. It's similar to the, the anthem protests that are not actual anthem, racial injustice protests, thank you, brain for picking me up on that one. It's similar to the racial injustice protests, how these things are being twisted, you know? So when I say that the NRA is a terrorist organization, this has nothing to do with anything else outside of the fact that I believe they are. Outside of the fact that they spend money and people's dues, the people that pay dues to the NRA, they spend that money on politicians and blocking policy that would protect children and take high-capacity assault rifles out of the hands of everyday people. Now, of course, what happens is that gets twisted into, as we all know, everyone out there knows, well, you want to take away my Second Amendment rights. Well, and it gets worse than that. Well, you hate hunting. Okay, are, are you using an assault rifle for hunting? Well, you hate the police. Okay, I never said anything about the police. I'm talking about everyday person that doesn't need to have an assault rifle in their home. You hate the military. Here's the thing, wall fans and common censors. Last time I checked, the National Rifle Association was not a government agency. They're not a branch of the military. They, in fact, don't have anything directly to do with the military, the police, the government, or hunting. The only thing directly they have to do with the government is the fact that they pay politicians to block certain policies that could save children. And this is what I pose to you. Why do they have to be directly intertwined? I don't understand. I don't. Because I'll tell you what, I live in Southern California. I have a lot of hippie, progressive friends who are in favor of gun reform, who are in favor of people not having these large capacity rifles, assault rifles, weapons that were literally designed to kill people. It's all they were designed for. Think about that. Why do those have to be intertwined? Why do they? I don't understand. I don't get it. Because everyone that I know doesn't want to take away the Second Amendment. Nobody's trying to completely remove the Second Amendment. I think it's perfectly fine if you want to hunt. I think it's perfectly fine if you want to have a pistol in your home or a shotgun in your home for home protection. I get that. I don't feel the need to have it myself. But if you feel the need, that's fine. Nobody says that, but what happens, and all anyone I know personally, I don't know a single person personally that wants to completely repeal the Second Amendment. I don't know a single person. I know a lot of people in favor of gun reform. I know a lot of people in favor of children not getting killed in schools. I do know that. I do know those people. So what I don't understand is why these have to be connected. Why? Why is it automatically because I disagree with the NRA, I am anti-military. It's the same thing as the racial injustice protests. It's the same fucking thing. Think about it, wall fans and common censors. Nobody says anything about the military. Nobody's trying to take the military's guns away. Nobody's saying the police shouldn't have guns. In fact, I don't even see anyone saying people shouldn't hunt. Well, and I, I'll backtrack on that a little bit. PETA, but PETA is freaking nuts. They're nuts. But the majority of people aren't saying don't hunt. There are some people out there hunting, you know, they don't want to kill, but the, and that's not because of guns. That's simply because they don't think animals should be killed in any form or another. So we need to get to a point where there is an understanding of that, where things aren't getting twisted around to fit other people's narrative. As I'm going to say it right now, common censors, wall fans, anyone out there listening, I don't want to take away anyone's regular guns. I don't want to repeal the Second Amendment. I don't know a single person in Southern California that wants to repeal the Second Amendment. What I do want is for the NRA to admit that they are a terrorist organization threatening the population of this country, threatening politicians, and just doing whatever the heck they want because they think everyone should possess an assault rifle. That's the difference. 
And now what's going to happen is I'm going to get a bunch of hate emails because it always happens. It always happens. I did after the after the racial injustice protests. Well, you hate America. You know, you hate the military. I mean, we've hit this point where I could probably sit here on the podcast and be like, you know what? I don't like tomatoes. And there's gonna be someone out there. The military eats tomatoes. You hate the military. No, no. I don't understand anymore. That's why I haven't slept for two days. Because you know what? I fully respect the police. Fully respect the police force. I have no problem with hunters. I'm a meat eater. I don't like to hunt myself. I shot a bird when I was like 10 years old. I still think about it to this day. Shot a bird with a BB gun. Still think about it to this day. It's not in me, but I, I will eat meat. I'm, I'm not. Nothing against hunting. Nothing against the police. Nothing against the military. The utmost respect for the police and the military. And hunters, for God's sake. You know? I think trophy hunting is a, a different story, but we, you know, I'm not getting into semantics on this. The bottom line to me is I don't agree with the National Rifle Association. And I don't know why that has to automatically be associated with anyone that owns a gun. Why? I think it's perfectly okay in this country to own a gun and not be a part of the National Rifle Association. Maybe I'm crazy. Been called crazy before. Got called stupid gringo this week, actually. My toddler and I, that was a lot of fun. Not even going to get into that. All right, let's move on to some movies, TV, books. I feel like this used to be film and TV and books, but I just wrote it differently this week. I don't know. I'll get reminded later. Mm. Thank you for dealing with my rant, too, by the way. That's going to be probably the extent of the rants uh, for this evening. But we are going to get into some movies, TV, and books. So I debated putting this in social. It really doesn't matter. The sections don't matter on this because I kind of go all over the place. I get tangented over here and over there, and then I try to bring it. You know, it's a whole thing. Uh, but... Something is trending on social media right now. Trending on social media is hashtag SDCC. SDCC. If you're not familiar with that acronym, uh, it actually means San Diego Comic-Con. SDCC, San Diego Comic-Con. And what's happening is you would think, oh, this hashtag is trending because Comic-Con is coming up. And that's kind of what I thought, too. I know Doug a little deeper. Doug clicked a link. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Act like I'm doing some kind of investigative journalism here. No, no, I clicked the link just out of curiosity. And apparently it's it's trending right now because a lot of shows, movies, and studios uh, are not doing big panels at San Diego Comic-Con this year. They're not doing, and everyone's freaking out. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't go see blah, 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 blah. And specifically, Game of Thrones is one that's doing nothing. They used to do big panels at Comic-Con. They would show some clips, question, answer, whatever else it was. Nothing. And this is interesting because I've always said all along, I, I grew up in San Diego. I remember when San Diego Comic-Con was, was a comic convention. Comic convention, just comics, you know. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing that it turned into uh, pop culture con, you know, or media con, whatever, you know, whatever it is. It's, it's a lot of pop. It's just overall pop. culture. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that necessarily. But what's happening is it's, got, it's gotten so big and all these studios and shows and movies go down and, and do these panels and all these these uh, show uh, viewings and stuff. And I think what's killing it is not so much that those studios and shows and movies don't want to go down there. But it seems the big reason that they're not going is because of leaks, content leaks, not leaks like the vegetable you put in your soup, dad joke, and my voice cracked, jeez, dad joke, voice crack, what's happening, should we just call it in now, oh. but what's happening is they get so many leaks from these things because people are holding their phones and everything and they're pulling clips and then it gets released out onto the internet and all the other things, and I think that's what's happening. So really, everyone that's freaking out about this, hashtag SDCC, oh, Game of Thrones isn't coming at all. Yeah, you have no one to blame but yourselves. And I'm saying everyone's doing this. And you probably can't completely stop it. But unfortunately, in the digital age, that's what's happening now. And so now nobody gets to enjoy it. That's right. Nobody gets to enjoy it. <laughs> all right, moving on. Uh, Comcast was in the news this week. Comcast in the news. They're always in the news. They were in the news for an interesting little tidbit this week. And that would be putting in a bid for 21st Century Fox. That's right. 21st Century Fox. Comcast actually put in a bid. If you're not familiar with this story, this situation, the Walt Disney Company put in a bid months ago. Months ago. And in fact, the uh, the, the shareholders 
from 21st Century Fox are going to be voting on whether to accept that bid from Disney. I believe it's the end of this month, or no, it might be next month. We might be about a month away from that, but the shareholders are going to vote on that. But here comes Comcast this week, swooping in, and they actually outbid the Disney offer for 21st Century Fox. They bid $65 billion for 21st Century Fox, which of course includes their studio and all of their properties and everything else. I'm not going to get into semantics on that. Semantics details, that's really more of a details thing. Uh, the other interesting factor in this is now, now we're hearing Netflix is coming forward with a bid to buy 21st Century Fox. So we are in a full-on bidding war now, and of course this isn't like a bidding war like you see at an auction because all anything needs to be approved by the shareholders, uh, and I believe the FCC. I, I'm sure this has to go through the FCC approval process. Maybe not the FCC. Uh, there's got to be one of the government agencies. Chris, if you're on, let me know who who else would be approving that. Chris would know. He's he's heavily into that industry. Uh, this is going to be fun to watch. It is going to be fun to watch. Uh, the interesting side is, is is if Disney gets them, then they're really bringing a lot more of the Marvel stuff within Marvel Studios, bringing them home, I guess you could say. Uh, so so we'll see what happens there. But it's going to be interesting over the next few months to see because this is huge. This is huge. I mean, this is like this is AT&T and Time Warner that just got approved this, in the past week or so. This is huge, huge merger. Uh, so it's going to be fun to watch and uh, and see what happens. See who ends up with all these 21st Century Fox uh, properties. Uh, and I actually have a good friend over there that I went to high school with that I've, I've talked to about this. And, and uh, I have not given him insider information. Maybe I got a little, you know, talk to some people over there and talk to some people, you know. And, and, and now this is a whole new wrench being thrown into the process here. And, and not necessarily a bad wrench. Not necessarily a bad thing. Just going to be interesting. So we'll see what happens. Oh, man. Ugh. Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. If you're not familiar with Millie Bobby Brown, you've probably been living under a rock. No, I'm kidding. You probably haven't. But Millie Bobby Brown is one of the stars of Stranger Things. She actually plays Eleven on Stranger Things uh, and just and just shot to stardom with the success of Stranger Things, the first season and now the second season that has, has come and gone. Uh, just shot to stardom. And, of course, what's happened is she's out, she, well, of course, what's happened. She's a little outspoken on social media. She is very much in favor of, uh, she is, is a proponent of LGBTQ rights, and she is also a proponent of gun reform. But what has happened is people have taken her social media posts and doctored them to make it look like she's wearing different things that would be anti-LGBTQ, anti gun reform, specifically anti the Parkland students uh, that have been speaking out recently about gun reform, anti all of those things. And of course, Millie Bobby Brown doesn't actually do those things. And it goes even further than that, where people have posted stories on social media, uh, Twitter and the likes, where they have talked about running into Millie Bobby Brown and Millie Bobby Brown has done terrible things to them, such as ripping off a hijab. I'm, I'm always, I, I, I'm, please forgive me with the pronunciation on that he, hijab. I'm, I'm always, I don't know what it is. It's not, a, it, it's a bit of an ignorance thing. It's not a, not that I don't care. I just, it's, I, I have trouble pronouncing it, uh, which is extra ridiculous because these are things that have been debunked, but because of all this stuff happening, Millie Bobby Brown has left social media, left social media, but this is the world we live in. And I bring this up not only because it's ridiculous and it's common sense that we, because keep in mind, Millie Bobby Brown, 14 years old, 14 years old. She's a friggin' child. And I'm not saying she's like that in a negative way. She's a child. I'm thinking to myself at 14, Jesus Christ, thank God social media wasn't around when I was 14. Oh God, I wouldn't have slept since I was 14 to today. That's just, you know, but of course she left Twitter. And probably all the social platforms left left it because she didn't want to be involved in this. She didn't want to give everyone fuel for the fire. So bring it up not only because it's ridiculous common sense that we don't do that. But regardless of what side you are on for anything, anything, political, sociological, moral, whatever it is, only argue with facts. Only bring up facts. Real things that have happened. In fact, this happens a lot with the Orange Menace. People post things that are doctored, they're fake, they're fake stories. 
I'm not saying fake news. No, no. I'm not talking about news outlets, media outlets. No, I'm talking about just people. They'll Photoshop something to make it like however it might be. Make it fit their narrative, you know. Again, changing the narrative. Make it fit their narrative. And this is important because the thing is, especially when it comes to someone like the Orange Menace, there is plenty of ammunition out there to go after him regarding things that have actually happened. There's plenty of stuff out there. We don't need to doctor things. And even outside of that, where it's something, there's plenty of things out there. There's plenty of real stories, plenty of real images. We shouldn't be doing that anyway. Things need to be based on facts. Unfortunately, there are downsides to the speed of information that we currently have. Because information can spread very quickly and it can be completely false. So I encourage you out there, wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers. Common sense says that we fact check. Snopes is a fantastic website. And in fact, a lot of times you don't even have to fact check stuff when you are looking at it on social media. Uh, because all social media stuff has comments and, and, and the likes. Usually you can just click on the comments and somebody has already debunked it if it's fake. It happened to me today. There's a picture circulating around uh, with, with a child in a cage. And it's incredibly sad. But of course, it's so incredibly sad that you need to fact check it. And it turns out the kid wasn't actually in a cage. It was a protest. And this photo is floating around social media. And here's a perfect example. Because we know that children are being ripped away from their parents at the border. We know this is happening. We know children are being kept in detention centers. We don't need to fabricate a photo to exemplify how ridiculous it is. Go get a real photo. I mean, this is, it's simple. It's common sense. So we all need to do better as a society, and uh, it starts with, the, with all of us. It starts with all of us. And, of course, poor Millie Bobby Brown is being called out as a homophobe, uh, which is ridiculous because there are plenty of homophobes out there in the world that we can call out. If you're just looking for a homophobe to call out, go find a real one, not a fake one like Millie Bobby Brown, one that's been doctored up and not actually a uh, real homophobe. Ah, more movies, TV, books. I think this used to be TV, film, and books. I don't know. Bridget will remind me later. I don't know. Uh, can you tell I haven't slept for two days? Oh, two days, man. I mean, I slept a little, just not much, not much. I was up sitting, I was watching television, television, network television, three in the morning. Oh, horrible, horrible. Yeah, not good, not good. I can tell you all about it because that's what I was doing the past couple days. All right, let's move it along. Uh, so Jerry Springer, if you're not familiar with Jerry Springer, you should definitely be familiar with Jerry Springer. Uh, he had a nice little talk show along the lines of Geraldo and, and many of the others out there. Uh, I actually wasn't, he was super popular in the nineties. Super like that was, it was the talk of the town, like in the nineties talking, I don't know what specific town, but everyone, you know, talking about how ridiculous it was and how over the top it was just ridiculous popularity in the nineties. And I gotta be honest, I didn't even know the show was still running, but apparently it was. And it just recently ended. They just recently did not get an order for more shows. Uh, in fact, they, ah, there was a network that picked them up. Oh, it's what you call it. It's Channel 5 here, Chris. Help me out. CW. CW uh, picked up uh, reruns of the show but didn't actually order new episodes. So it appears that after 27 years, 27 years, uh, Jerry Springer, we are probably not going to see any more <laughs> new episodes but again, like I said, I didn't know it was even still around. Uh, but I will tell you, if you weren't alive in the 90s, oh, that was a wild ride in the 90s. Oh, oh man. Jerry Springer was even on, like, uh, MTV. They would do the Beach House thing in the, in the summer, and they did, like, a live Jerry Springer there. And there's a whole, there's, it's fun. Look that one up on YouTube. That one particularly uh, where a couple just, just totally, uh, what's, oh, my gosh. What's the word? Ashton Kutcher punked. Yeah, they totally punked Jerry Springer. On MTV, <laughs> pretty interesting, uh, but apparently you won't be able to get your fix of, of uh, are you my baby's daddy, and uh, I'm in love with my cousin anymore, so we'll, we'll I don't know, well, I don't know if that's going to come back, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, Alright, moving along, Bobcat Goldthwaite, Bobcat Goldthwaite, oh, if you're not familiar with this gentleman, you just don't realize that you are. He was the character... I, like for me going back, he was the character in police academy movies. 
uh, that was kind of bumbly, and he has this really like rah, 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 voice. That is a terrible impression. Please don't <laughs> quote that impression, but he's very like, it's just a very raspy, distinctive voice. Uh, and he's done voiceovers for, for tons of shows and, and everything else. He's actually got into directing and everything else and, and has had uh, a very successful career, even outside of just his face on the big screen, uh, you know, whatever it might be. But apparently, he's got a new show coming out. He's got a new show coming out called Misfits and Monsters. It's coming out soon on True TV. And this one's interesting because it's a uh, it's an anthology series, an anthology series, which means it's going to be actual true stories, which makes sense that it's going to be on True TV. Now, of course, anthology, they're going to be embellished a little bit. We all know that's going to happen. These stories are going to get embellished. Uh, but they have some big stars that have joined on. It uh, looks like it's premiering July 11th, but they've had some big stars joined on, including Michael Ian Black, Dave Foley. Oh, God, Dave Foley. That's fantastic. Melissa Joan Hart, Danny Putty, uh, and Seth Green, who has been in actually many of their promos. And this will be an interesting one. It's going to be live action and animated. Uh, and I imagine Bobcat Goldthwait is going to play one of the animated characters. So look forward to that if you have True TV. And if you don't have True TV, I'm sure it will be popping up on Netflix or uh, probably Hulu or one of those. You know, we'll see. We'll see when it actually pops up beyond there. I don't have True TV. That's why I'm watching network television at 3 in the morning when I can't sleep. Yeah. All right. One more thing for TV, film, and books. That's hilarious. I wrote it correct on the next. I, this, oh, so tired. Let's, I, let's definitely have some more beer. Oh. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, so, Destiny Pictures. Destiny Pictures is in the news this week. Not because they have a new film coming out, a new feature coming out, but because the Orange Menace, in his little meeting with the leader of North Korea, the dictator of North Korea produced a nice little fluff video about Korea. This was produced by the White House. If you're not familiar with this, go read up on it. I'm not going to get ridiculously into this this fluff piece video that they did. But apparently, and it's ridiculous. It's, it's come out that it's ridiculous. And even even people on staff for the White House under the, under the Orange Menace looked at this and were like, did North Korea produce this? No, 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 the White House did. Uh, but it gets even more ridiculous than that because at the beginning of this little film, this fluff film that they made for North Korea, uh, it lists lists the film as a Destiny Pictures production. <laughs> Destiny Pictures production. Well, sure enough, as soon as this news hit, the head of Destiny Pictures started getting ridiculous emails and phone calls and everything else and saying, did you guys produce this? Well, surprise, surprise, Destiny Pictures did not actually produce this fluff piece film that they brought over to North Korea and showed to the dictator of North Korea. And this is kind of what I was talking about when I was talking about Millie Bobby Brown. We have, like, there's so much, you know, how dumb do you have to be? Like, we've hit a point where the, we all, we've known for a long time, those of us that have common sense, the Orange Menace just doesn't care, and he lies, and he lies to his base. I mean, go look at, oh my God, go look at the transcript from that recent uh, rally he did somewhere down in the South. Oh my God. It's just lie after lie after lie. But we've hit the point that he just, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. It's like, oh, Destiny Pictures? Sure. You gotta be kidding me at this point. You gotta be kidding me at this point. Uh, and, and this is why we need to constantly be fact-checking stuff, because even the supposed leader of our country can't be honest with us. Like, and, and not even pretend to be honest. Just, he's just going to blatantly lie to our face. This is, what happen this is what's happening on a daily basis from the Orange Menace. Blatantly lying to our face. I mean, at least respect me enough to, to pretend that you're trying to convince me something different. Don't just lie. You know? Come on. I would say do better, but we all know he's not going to do better. We all know he's not going to do better. Regardless of his wife's little fake campaign. Be better. Shut up. Shut up. All of you just shut up. Hey, guess what, wall fans, common sensors? Bridget's going to love this one. We got some sports this week. Sports, sports, sports this week. I've actually just got a, I've got a, a funny little, and neither of the, we, I get into sports, but they tend to be socially relevant things. Really, all of this is socially relevant or should be interesting. Uh, and, and with this particular one, socially relevant, interesting, related to, it's all of the things. Uh, so the Baltimore Orioles, their baseball team playing in, uh, yeah, Baltimore. 
playing the major league. They're having a rough season. Like they're in like oh man, like last place. And in fact, I haven't checked the, the their uh, uh, their record today, but as of yesterday, they were 19 and 48. If even if you're not a sports fan, you can probably see that's not good. That means they won 19 games, lost 48 of them. It's not good. Well, the bars around the Baltimore area have actually been suffering a little bit because they've been suffering a little bit because the Orioles are doing so bad in the standings. They're just not winning. And so people aren't coming out to the sports bars to watch the Orioles because they're playing so poorly. They're not, you know. And so there's a particular bar, the Bartender's Pub in Baltimore. Bartender's Pub. So if you're in the Baltimore area, this would be the place to go drink during Orioles games uh, because they went and announced that they are going to give free shots to the entire bar every time, every time that Chris Davis, hey Andrew, Every time that Chris Davis gets a hit, not a home run, a hit. Yeah. They're going to give shots to their entire bar. Now, I will point out that Chris Davis has not been hitting well this year. Uh, Usually, he's a very prolific hitter for the Baltimore Orioles. Shout out to Becky. I know. What's up with Chris Davis this year? Becky and I have literally sat at a Dodgers game and talked about Chris Davis uh, when the Dodgers were playing the Orioles. Uh, So shout out to the Orioles. Maybe they'll do better next year. But the thing is, he is a slugger. He's a slugger. And this got me thinking. It's got me thinking. Go to that bar and any of the bars around there. Because the thing is, as terrible as they are, as much as he's slumping right now, Chris Davis, at some point this season, is going to have like a four or five hit game. (laughs) Like it's going to happen. And you're basically, if if you're at this bar, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. It definitely is. And you can still have a drink while you're at the bar, but it's a gamble if you're just just trying to go drink for free. But eventually, he is going to have a four or five hit game. Guaranteed. The guy can the guy can mash. So head on over to Bartender's Pub, and I'm going to be so I'm going to be following this. I'm going to be checking Chris Davis's stats on a daily basis to see when this happens because it is amazing. And I hope somebody gets like not sloppy drunk, but gets just nice and good and drunk for free because Chris Davis just broke out and had a ridiculous game. Oh, because I'll tell you, I mean, I can drink, but five shots, that that's going to get me going. Uh, yeah, I'm at least a little buzzed at that point, I'll tell you that right now, especially if it's some high-quality stuff. Of course, they're probably like, well, vodka, charcoal, charcoal-filtered vodka for your shots, and you're just like, well, no, I, I didn't want a free headache. I just, you know, anyway. All right, I have an awesome one. I have an awesome one in sports. Oh, this one, I like another one where I was just laughing in the studio, laughing in the studio. So... Uh, and this just happened this week. This just happened. Uh, a trip. A, see, I, I didn't even have this in there. Uh, a double A affiliate for the Los Angeles Dodgers. For those of you out there that are baseball fans, you understand what that means. Uh, for those of you that aren't, this is a minor league affiliate of the Dodgers. It's a minor league team that, that plays under the Dodgers. Uh, I don't have the name right in front of me, and it doesn't matter. They decided to hold a, and if you're familiar with, not familiar with minor league baseball, they, they don't tend to have big crowds, uh, and it's a lot of fun. If you if you remotely enjoy watching baseball, especially professional baseball, minor league is the way, is one way to go, as you can usually get in for like a couple bucks, and then you know you go to like Dodgers. I was just I was at Dodger Stadium a couple weeks ago, and I, I'm trying to think. I bought a beer. I bought like a beer and a hot dog and some fries and it was like $40 and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, which I get like, you know, you're getting that and parking was $25, $25. So, you know, you're getting that thing with minor league baseball. You're not paying those exorbitant prices. So if you just like watching baseball, like sitting there enjoying a beer, eating some peanuts and watching guys play baseball, minor league ball is definitely one of the ways to go. Uh, so what they do is they do these events. They do like a lot of times they do crazy events to bring people into the park, you know, get them interested. And, and because they don't have these big crowds, they can do kind of, you know, niche stuff. And this affiliate decided they were going to hold an event called Bark in the Park. And this was where they had some fans actually bring their dogs down onto the baseball field. Fantastic. Yes, grass. Let's show off our dogs. Like, and I think it's awesome. However, <laughs> they did this. While one of the teams was warming up on the baseball diamond. And so what happened was the team was, th- and again, if you're not familiar with baseball, teams throwing the baseball around, basically playing catch, warming up their arms and everything else. This always happens. If you've ever been to a baseball game, you see this happen like right before the game starts. And, and often well before the game, so people are out there warming up. But this is right before the game happens. Well, of course, this rather large German shepherd who was there for Bark at the Park sees these guys throwing a baseball. And what do dogs do? When they see a ball being thrown, 
they chase it. And so, of course, this dog goes running out onto the baseball diamond, uh, chasing the baseball. And, of course, the players continue throwing. There's a couple baseballs going out there. The players continue throwing the baseball, and the dog just loses his mind because he doesn't know where to go when I get it because I, I can relate. I don't chase baseballs, but I there's got to be something that would be like, wait, huh, there's bourbon over and beer. I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. People think I'm an alcoholic on this show. I don't drink that much. I really don't. Mm. Oh, that's a tasty, hazy IPA, though. Oh, don't drink that much. What am I telling people? All right, let's move along. Uh, that did remind me, uh, if, if anyone's been an avid listener of the podcast, uh, about a year ago we talked about the service dog uh, that that went to the the Broadway show Cats and proceeded to chase a couple of the actors around the, the theater uh, because they were dressed as cats. No one was hurt. I can laugh because no one's been hurt on these. It's funny. The dog chased cats. The dog chased... Like, what do you expect? They're dogs. They're dogs. They're going to chase a baseball. You know, I'd be a little worried if he didn't. That's what dogs do. All right. Oh, gosh. I actually have a style piece this week. And I... Oh, I wish I had done this Oh, earlier in the show. I actually didn't have any music for this week. I had no music for this week just because there wasn't a lot of interesting stuff. And then literally as I'm finishing up prep, I go to flip into Facebook. And of course, you know, I don't follow a ton of bands on Facebook, but I do follow Hometown Hero Blink-182 on Facebook and on Twitter and everything else. Uh, So this could be breaking news to many, many, many of you. Uh, We've talked about Blink-182 and their residency in Las Vegas right now at the Palms Casino Resort. Uh, I've talked about their residency. They're playing their uh, select weekends. Uh, from like a month, eh, I don't, yeah, like a month ago until October, they just put out a statement, like just this evening, that apparently they are rescheduling their shows for this weekend, their Vegas residency, rescheduling their shows. And of course, this always happens; shows get rescheduled. I've had it happen to me. I've had to get refunds. I've had to get different tickets for shows. I went to a lot of shows in my youth. I'm, well, you know, little punk rocker, crappy punk rock. I enjoy my crappy punk rock, and that's just that's something I've done since I was an early. Oh my God! Early being <laughs> being driven to concerts, so we know this happens. But the reason behind it is a little scary, and I want to make sure everyone's aware of that. Uh, the reason they're rescheduling these shows is their drummer Travis Barker is not able to drum right now, and he's not able to drum right now because he actually has blood clots in both of his arms, both of his arms. And for those of you out there that know Travis Barker, the dude's a machine. He lives for drumming. He lives for drumming. He plays in multiple bands, always has. Uh, personally, he's my absolute favorite drummer of all time. I, I wouldn't argue that with anyone like because I, there are so many drummers out there. I'm not going to sit here and try to debate it with you, but to me, he is my favorite drummer of all time, and he's got blood clots in his arms. Uh, so wishing the best, the absolute best to Travis Barker, hoping that he's okay, hoping that he'll be okay, uh, and be able to continue, re, you know, hoping that he'll be able to continue playing with Blink-182 and doing all of his other projects, but more importantly, uh, hoping for his health and that his arms will just, just be okay in general. Uh, he has children. He has children. And, and, and we, we, God damn it, Travis, we don't need anything bad happening to you. I, I, you know, I, I don't. He's one of the good ones, and I just, I just, our thoughts are with you, and uh, hopefully a speedy recovery and get you back to drumming and, and playing with your kids and hugging your kids and doing all the great things that you've done since I was a freaking teenager. Yeah. It's getting old, man. Guy looks better than me, but he's older than me. Huh. How does that work? <laughs> People taking better care of themselves, apparently. Guy works out like a fiend. I know that for a fact. All right, I got a little bit of style for you here. Just a quick style thing. Uh, I've talked about the Marvel Vans. The Marvel Vans that are coming out, they're actually out now. You can get them. You can find yourself some Marvel Vans uh, in various styles. But, of course, this has hit the news again this week. And the reason it's hit the news again this week is one of the styles that the that Vans, the Vans, that Vans did for the Marvel release uh, was the Captain Marvel High Tops. They're actually really cool. I don't, I'm not a high top guy, so I'm probably not going to go be going out and getting them. And I'm not a, like, I don't know much about Captain Marvel. Uh, but for those of you that also don't know much about Captain Marvel, she's actually a female character. Uh, they're working on a there's a Marvel Captain Marvel movie in development right now, uh, starring Brie Larson. It's going to be coming out. I don't have I'm not don't I'm not going to give you dates. Come on, go look it up. Google it. IMDb it. Do what you do. Uh, but this particular style of shoe, the Captain Marvel high tops, 
Vans actually only made them up into up to a men's size 10. Men's size 10. That's the only size they went to for the Captain Marvel uh, high top shoes. And here's the thing, as I know, I've sat in meetings like this. People are sitting around a conference table at Vans, and you see, as far as women's Vans, they top it, and I, I believe that's a size eight or eight and a half. Uh, so the top out for women's Vans is a men's size 10, whatever that's comparable to in a women's size. So what happened is they didn't make these Captain Marvel shoes really for men unless you have a size 10 or smaller. Uh, and I'm sure there's a lot of size 10s out there. Like, that's fine. Personally, I'm a size 12. I've been a size 12 since I was in the sixth grade. Uh, and I'm sure... Son of a bitch, Jeff. Jesus Christ. Uh, my cousin. My cousin Jeff. Congratulations. Congratulations. My cousin Jeff just got engaged. My, co my cousin Jeff just got engaged. I imagine that's what you're saying, Jeff. Congratulations. Jeff Yulatoski, my cousin, who was also the best man at my wedding. Congratulations. We'll, we'll talk later when I'm not on a, not a podcast episode. Uh, anyway, and, and actually, that's appropriate. Best man at my wedding. Appropriately, I've dealt with this sizing issue with vans, not for my own personal vans, but they do this. And in fact, when it comes beyond size 12, sometimes they don't make, uh, they don't make all of the styles in sizes bigger than size 12. They just, they don't. And this happened to me for my wedding because all of my groomsmen, all of my groomsmen and the officiants for my wedding, who are also groomsmen of mine and two officiants, uh, I bought them all a particular style of van shoe. They were purple because my wedding colors were purple and green. These They were a deep plum purple. Uh, Jesus Christ, Jeff. I swear to God. I'm like, now I'm thinking about it. My cousin just got engaged. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's Father's Day. Okay. Anyway. It's happened to me because uh, one of my officiants, one of my groomsmen, uh, yes, Jeff, you have those shoes. Uh, one of my officiants, who is also one of my groomsmen, Yeti, shout out to Yeti, uh, is actually like a size 56. <laughs> no, he's like a size 15. Uh, so I couldn't get him purple shoes. I had to get him black ones. So I can fully relate on this. Vans, step up. And uh, I figured you did still wear them. Vans, step up. Some guys want the Captain Marvel shoes. You need them in a little bigger size than size 10. I'm not, I, and I'm not one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm just getting my Deadpool shoes because I'm a big Deadpool fan, and I'm a Vans fan. Like, gotta have them. Gotta have them. Uh, so I'll be getting those. But Vans, I think you got to do better. Now we're running out of time. I got distracted here. Um, all right, you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna breeze through some of this because I got about maybe I got five minutes. I'm gonna push it, Bridget. We're pushing this week. It's gonna go a little long. Part of that's because of Jeff <laughs> coming in with crazy announcements in the middle of my podcast. Oh, man. Mm. Let's do my best to breeze through these. Whew. So a story came out this week. Domino's Pizza has actually been doing a service to our country and to our communities. They've been paving over potholes in multiple, 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 multiple communities throughout the country. Uh, and they're doing this to save their pizza delivery drivers from driving through potholes and everything out, everything else. Uh, but good on you, Domino's. Thank you for stepping up in places that we need a little infrastructure. Uh, so, so good on them. Maybe I'll order a Domino's pizza this weekend. Probably won't. Probably won't. Oh, another thing. I'm going to share this article. This harkens back to what I was talking about. Uh, the, the, the AMA, the American Medical Association, had a uh, their conference this week, and they actually voted to adopt a, uh, I want to get the exact quote on here, oh gosh, voted to adopt a series of aggressive stances on gun control, because if you're not aware of this, a few years ago, the AMA came out and said that uh, gun violence is one of the leading causes of, of health issues and, and death within our country, uh, so we're going to see if there's, what's going to come of that, I don't have time to sit here and, and go crazy on that one. Uh, some more news out of, uh, oh my gosh, where the heck was this? It doesn't matter. Out of the Winstock Country Music Festival in Minnesota, there's a 19-year-old there enjoying herself and somehow was able to get some drinks. Oh, <laughs> what do you know? 19-year-old, <laughs> like, I love that. Where's, where's your ID? No, 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 no. Uh, got, a, got a hold of some drinks and went out to a very large truck that had a very large exhaust pipe and decided she wanted to see if she could fit her head in the exhaust pipe. Well, it turns out she could fit her head in the exhaust pipe. It also turns out she could not fit her head back out of the exhaust pipe. 
So, of course, paramedics were called in. They had to saw off the exhaust pipe and free her. And then for all of her trouble, she was also given a citation for underage drinking. Hmm, what a surprise. What a surprise. Stay out of Santa Barbara. That's where you get the most, uh, they call them MIPs, minor in possession. I remember this from when I was in college. I'm a little old now. Then Maybe they don't do that anymore. Maybe they don't call them MIPs. But when I, back in my day, when I was in college and underage drinking, they called them MIPs. I never got one. Uh, some more news. Apparently, according to the New York Post, Canadians are boycotting U.S. products. They are boycotting U.S. products. This is, of course, due to the G7 summit where the Orange Menace decided to insult the hell out of Justin Trudeau and the Canadian people. Yes. Uh, so they are boycotting things such as bourbon, California wine. Bourbon. It's National Bourbon Day. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, they're boycotting bourbon, California wine, Florida oranges, among other things. And, of course, the hashtag that is trending right now is hashtag boycott U.S. products. I won't be boycotting any U.S. products, but I completely stand with Canada and understand why they would be doing that. Yes. Oh, this one I have to get to. American Greetings and Target caught some flack this week because apparently for Father's Day, they had a Father's Day card. And on the front of that Father's Day card, it said Baby Daddy and featured the somewhat silhouette, not silhouettes, but kind of faded back photos of an African-American couple kissing on the front of the card and it said baby daddy uh then you open it up it says you're a wonderful husband and father and i'm so grateful to have you as my partner my friend and my baby daddy happy father's day this is of course ridiculously insensitive for so 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 many reasons and of course it is trivializing again because this doesn't happen enough we needed to see it from american greetings this week of course trivializing the plight of african-american people in our country because we don't like because they need to be insulted more and more like, come on, come on. Like, this is why Colin Kaepernick is, was kneeling. Uh, and this one really struck home for me because if, you're from, if you've been a listener of the podcast, uh, last year around Mother's Day, last year around Mother's Day, uh, I was in Target shopping for Mother's Day cards for my wife. And I was there with my daughter who was not even a year old. She was, oh gosh, not even nine months old. I'm there with my daughter. We're picking out in, uh, Mother's Day cards. There's a woman there wearing an American Greetings vest, sorting all of the American Greetings cards, who saw fit to come over and tell me that they need to have a Mother's Day card for me because I was out there in the middle of the day shopping with my daughter. So they need to have a Mother's Day card for me. To which I said, you mean like a Father's Day card? No, no, but like someone like you. You mean like Father's Day? No, no, but so... Yeah, not buying American Greetings cards any more clean up your company for god's sake baby daddy not funny we're all better than this swore i wasn't gonna rant that's not really a rant now i'm just cutting myself short because i'm freaking tired i'm going on no sleep and i've been drinking beer oh and more common sense news oh my gosh so a man was arrested when he called the sheriff's department in his local community this is douglas kelly i'm gonna give his name because he's such a moron called the sheriff's department to test his crystal meth that he had purchased from someone because he smoked some of it. It gave him a weird reaction, and he wanted to bring up charges against his dealer for selling him bad crystal meth. The sheriffs, of course, told him to bring the crystal meth into the sheriff's station where they would test it. And they tested it, and it was crystal meth, and they promptly arrested the man. Douglas Kelly, common sense says, even if you are going to do drugs, which you shouldn't, especially crystal meth, don't bring them to the police station, show them to the police, and then be surprised that you got arrested. How are you going to bring up charges against a drug dealer? Like, can I do that? Is there a statute of limitations on it? Like, can I bring up charges against my pot dealer when I was like, in college? Because I swear to God, the guy was shorting me a bunch of times. I swear to God, I got shorted a lot of times. Oh, and something we're going to be following closely for the next few months that is happening right now. The proposal to split California into three states has qualified for the November ballot. Whew. Let's see what happens here. I'm curious. I need to do some more research on it. I'm com I, I don't want to say I'm completely ignorant to it, but I'm a slightly ignorant to it, and I don't fully understand the splitting up into three states. And I don't mean this like I don't mean this as a Republican Democrat. Thing. Like again, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I, like I don't know. I just I completely don't understand it. Uh, I could be sitting here saying this is ridiculous, and maybe it is a good thing. Uh, from the little bit I've heard, it does not seem like a good thing. 
Uh, so so let let's uh, let's I don't know we'll see what happens. We're gonna follow in that for the next couple months until November until we know if I live in a different state from my cousin who just got engaged this evening and interrupted my podcast live feed to tell me that. Again, congratulations, Jeff and Nina, my soon-to-be also cousin. I pretty much considered her a cousin anyway because she's pretty damn cool. All right, that's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, again, thanks, Jeff for popping in and uh that's definitely a way to do it absolutely uh congratulations again happy father's day to all of the fathers out there this sunday is father's day especially to my dad my father jack o'rourke thank you for every every everything you have done for me and all the support you give me and thank you for the phone calls when you know i've been having a rough day and thank you for supporting every ridiculous thing that i do including this podcast hmm yes thank you this has been episode 60. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there, especially my father, all the grandfathers, everyone else. Hi, Aunt Sandy. Uh, you're at the very end here. Unfortunately, you're catching the very end. Again, we will be back live next week. We're going to figure that out. I'll let everyone know. We will get the If it isn't on Facebook, we will get the links up on Facebook, so you're just going to be able to click it. Go watch the YouTube. We'll keep everyone updated on that. Bridget and I will work on that over the next week or so. Uh, and again, this has been episode 60 of Go Tell to the Wall podcast. I am your host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod at Magic Muppet. Of course, hit up that Indiegogo campaign if you're on the live feed. The Indiegogo blah, blah, blah. Indiegogo campaign link is further up in the comments there. Bridget dropped it in there, but it, of course, it's on our Twitter. It's on the website. It's on all the other things. Uh, check out SeanRourkeLive.com. Of course, we're moving so many more things uh, there. Uh, yes, please do. Uh, so many more things there as well. So do that. And remember. Wall fans, common sensors, podcast consumers, thank you for joining. And always remember, no matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you're doing that particular thing, always use common sense. <laughs>